Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our final hour as we roll all the way till 3 o'clock on a gloomy afternoon here in the capital city. Uh, we're going to move now to the NBA. Tim Cato, uh, NBA SB Nation. He covers the uh, association. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Timmy, good afternoon to you. Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great, pal. Uh, let's assess with last night's game. We really haven't had a lot of down-to-the-wire, heart-pounding finishes, but we certainly got one last night with San Antonio and Houston. Uh, How does Mono Ginobili turn back the clock the way that he did? Man, he is... uh, I'm in Dallas, so uh, as as a guy watching the Mavericks, I I watched um, Manu just just terrorize them for for about a decade now, so... There's just something about that dude, some savviness, some uh, some uh, hidden basketball innate talent that just, you know, he, he just gets it sometimes, and when he's going, he's going. So he is uh, he is one of my more favorite players to uh, to uh, just watch over the course of his career, and uh, he uh, he showed that again, just, you know, even with the very last play, just you no know, being in the right spot, getting his hand on the ball and blocking James Harden's uh, potentially tying three-pointers. So, so he's just he's just incredible. No, there's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. And, and to still do this, the second oldest player in the league, playing at that kind of level in a playoff game, and, and doing it where late in that game, I mean, he was he had to put that team on his back. Uh, overtime, Kawhi, you can see he wasn't certainly himself down the stretch. It was a game that felt like it was going to go Houston's way, and the Spurs were able to gut it out. It just goes to show you once again, after the overreaction we all had in game number one, uh, the Spurs got old in a hurry. They're right back out there and went out one game away from the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Houston should definitely be coming away from this game, being like, you know, we uh, we missed that one. We uh, that that was that was the chance, and uh, you know, I, I definitely, especially with Kawhi's status being you know uncertain, he's definitely going to play Game Six. But who knows if he's not quite the uh, the, the same uh, player, you know, now that the ankle is bothering him. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to see about that. So I'm certainly not ruling out Houston, but uh, this this was their game to have. And, you know, they uh, they, they definitely kind of, they, they were exhausted by overtime, and there's some other factors you can point to. Hard, certainly Harden wasn't great, but, but, uh, but yeah, they, they missed one there, and San Antonio's in the driver's seat now. They are. Um, look, Mike D'Antoni has done an incredible job. Uh, co-coach of the year, Harden uh, is up for player of the year, and rightfully so. But do you think that the criticism that D'Antoni got with his guys were exhausted, he plays the starters way too much, people don't care for his substitution patterns, the, the guy won over 50 games and he's got his team in the second round of the playoffs. He's got to be doing something, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, obviously, it's, it's bad luck that that when he decides that I'm I'm going to go with the seven man rotation like he did, yes, um, which which was already bad luck that Nene was injured uh, in in game four. So you know, he's already down a player, and uh, you know, his his thinking was that he'd be able to survive, and uh, that the game wouldn't go to overtime. You don't plan on the game going to overtime, and you know, through 48 minutes, it looked like his gamble had just about paid off. 
Um, if, if James Harden had a, uh, had a better look, hadn't committed the offensive foul on the, on the final shot, and uh, I really wish they had run some sort of play or had some sort of motion that wasn't just James Harden isolation. Um, and, and if he had put them up right there, then maybe they win the game in regulation and they're fine. And, and you know, everybody is, is, is praising D'Antoni and Houston uh, as, as they should be. But, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate for him that given that strategy that, that they ended up having to play five more minutes, and you can tell they just did not have it. All right, Tim, uh, let's jump over to tonight. We get the Celtics and the Wizards game five. Hopefully another great five like we saw five like we saw last night. Uh, the Wizards have been up big in every game of this series. The first two games, the Celts were able to come back and get the victories in those two. It feels like the Wizards are just a better team at this point, yet the Celtics have home court with two of the three games that they'll get to play in Boston. Where are you at when you take an overview of the series? Yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree that Washington should be the team that wins or, or, or appears to be the team that uh, that has uh, is just a little bit more talented. But the Celtics just have this weird knack of, of stealing wins. And I, I think, like, you know, if, if you look at the advanced stats, and, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, the Celtics this season finished about five wins over uh, what they were projected to be given, given where everything fell. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, as much as you want to buy into that, I, I think to me that shows that they're just very good at winning games when it, when it gets down to it. And, and uh, you know, I think Brad Stevens is a huge part of that. He's an excellent coach. You know, his, his teams are very sound and, and mechanically, uh, you know, they execute well at the end of games and stuff like that. Um, so so I, I do think that you can't count out Boston with, with you know, potentially two of, two of the next three at home. Um, even, even if they're, they, they are, have a, a slight talent deficit or something like that, you know, they still just may find a way to eke out two games. Kind of, you know, they 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 did it in game one and game two. You know, they fell down early against Chicago and and came back there. So, uh, and they did, you know, steal the number one seed in the Eastern Conference from Cleveland at the last minute. So, uh, you know, I my my uh, my brain says the Wizards, but my heart <laughs> still is kind of thinking that uh, that the Boston might pull this one out. You can't bet with your uh, with your heart. You know that, Tim. So go with the brain. <laughs> no, no, go, go with the brain. Rajon Rondo. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yes, that's right. Rajon Rondo has come out and stated that if he would not have gotten injured, that he thinks Chicago would have beaten Boston in that first round. Agree? Disagree? Just a guy who's frustrated because they were doing well when he was on the court and got hurt. Um, man, I I agree. If he had been the same guy, because. Yeah, the Rondo I saw in Game One and Game Two was the best Rondo I've seen, man, since 2013, maybe or something. You know, mm-hmm. he, he would show up every here and here and again in, in the regular season, but for two playoff games to be that good, you know, Rondo hasn't had a consistent stretch like that. Um, and certainly the last time he was in the playoffs, so as as a Dallas guy, he uh, he got a uh, pretty much jettisoned from the team after uh, after Game Two and was was asked not to come back. So. You know, his last postseason outing was uh, was very poor. This was a total polar opposite of, of what that was. Um, so, so, so yeah, if he, if he had been that player, I, I do tend to think that the Bulls had a lot of matchups that, that worked really well against the Celtics, and, and Boston was kind of shook. And, uh, and, but but on, on the other hand, I, I don't totally trust Rondo to be that guy at all times these days, you know, in, in this stage of his career. And, uh, you know, he had... He had a he had a great time with the Celtics, and I, I loved watching him back then. But he's he's not quite been the same guy, and I just wouldn't trust that he would have been the same guy throughout the entire series. 
Isaiah Thomas has uh, struggled the last two games of the Celtics-Wizards series going in Washington. Now he'll be back home, but we know with everything else that he has going on in his life with the tragic passing of his sister, the back and forth, physically at five foot nine, that is a part of it. I mean, he's getting a lot of miles put on that body and getting banged around. Is it the Wizards are have figured out a way to defend him, or do you see a guy that is both physically and mentally just drained at this point? Yeah, I, I do think the Wizards have played him, played him better, and played him quite well. And you know, obviously, two games ago he dropped fifty-three points. So there's only so much you can do uh, to just slow him down. But um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount the fact that everything is just probably wearing on, wearing on him as well. You know, uh, it almost feels weird or, or wrong to criticize his basketball performance just because of everything he's he's been through. And and so you know, as as a sports writer and all that, I. You know, you just kind of have to separate those two. But you know, regardless, it's it's very hard to say. You know, this he's the reason they're they're losing, even if he uh, even if he struggles down the stretch. Because certainly, you know, it's it's a testament and a credit to him that he's he's still playing through it and, and all of that. So, um, I, I do think we'll probably get a little bit better uh, uh, game from him, performance from him in Game Five, and you know, back at home, he he shot zero free throws in Game Four, and that's mm-hmm. something that. You know, should bounce back. You know, usually at home you get a few more calls going your way, and and he did complain about it publicly after the game. Um, so you know, even subconsciously, referees might uh might give him a whistle here or there. And and I would be very surprised if uh if zero free throw attempts was was replicated. Um, so I, I do think he'll be better, but that definitely doesn't mean that you know the Wizards have a have a better plan and and are able to shut him down a little bit more than they were. Uh, Tim, it's my contention, and I've covered the NBA for probably before you were born. Uh, Most likely. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true, including doing the Dallas Mavericks games on TV. So let me, let me run this by you. It's my contention. He's a diminutive player. We've seen Muggsy Bogues, Spug the Web, guys like that, even going back to Nate Tiny Archibald. Diminutive guys get bounced around. Because there are the players are so much bigger and stronger, and they take up space. Look, I get that he didn't get calls, but when you're five nine, if he is that, and you get jostled in the lane because guys are big and they're just in your way, and the referees aren't going to call it if you get jostled. Is is that is that something that you think is playing into this when he tries to penetrate the lane, guys slide in and make that uh, make that situation happen? Yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a couple theories that are uh, you know just kind of founded on what I've seen and, and you know just just data from from you know the time watching my time watching the NBA. Uh, the, the first is that you, you definitely can succeed as a small point guard. I, you know, I've I've seen enough people do it. Mm-hmm. You know, players who are sub sub uh, six foot. Um, and, and it's very hard to pinpoint which ones will. Um, I, I think it's just like some of these guys just have an ability to, uh, you know, create shots and, and just have a right. knack for that, like, yep. like Isaiah Thomas clearly does. But, but I also think, you know, the other theory is that, that once you get to the playoffs, it's, you know, it's very hard to rely on, on players like that at, at, a high, at, at that high of a level. And uh, Boston has done a remarkable job, and clearly Isaiah is so important to them in other areas. But, you know, I, I do have a few concerns about small point guards and, and just the fact that, you know, you rarely see them going deep into the playoffs, especially, you know, like you said, where, where the, the fouling and, and just the way the referees call the game in the postseason, 
you know, does does get a little bit more physical. You know, that's that seems to be a trend over mm-hmm. over time. So, um, you know, I, I I don't I do think that Isaiah Thomas is you know definitely deserves all the accolades he he has got. But you know, I I, I do wonder how how much of a uh, how much of an outlier his fifty three point game was compared to what you're usually going to get from his postseason body of work. Tim Cato joining us, SB Nation, taking a look around the NBA. Uh, Tim, you also do a lot, not just uh, with the whole association with Dallas, and wanted to ask you a couple of Iowa guys that you've watched. Uh, start with Harrison Barnes, and then want to get into a, a little Jared Utah with him and his future. Let's start with Barnes, though. Big free agent acquisition. Cost a lot. A lot of people scratched their head at the money that was thrown his way. Your thoughts after year number one with Harrison in Dallas? Yeah, he's he's been great. Um, yeah, I forgot, I forgot about the Iowa connection. I always forget, but it's it's really is perfect for him that he's <laughs> he's clearly an Iowa guy, and then just you know, uh, I I have a I have a lot of respect for for what he was able to come in and do. I, I certainly had my questions and my doubts, and um, just in the fact that I I wasn't sure he'd ever be able to dribble well enough or, or create a shot well enough to to really live up to that contract and. You know, he he disproved me in like a, the span of a couple of weeks, and he was just like, "Nope, nope, I can do all this stuff." And you know, there's still some flaws to his game, and and he still probably needs to be more than than just a scorer, which is really his his best goal. But he's he's there, he could at that, and uh, he he showed that over and over again with uh with uh so the Mavericks this season, and I think there's even more room for improvement with him being uh, I think a 25 year old now. So mm-hmm. uh, very impressed, very hard worker, very professional, and uh definitely definitely uh. I think he's a he's a big part of the Mavericks going forward. Can Jared Utoff uh, be a guy then who finds a niche in the association? And if so, is it with Dallas? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure whether it's with Dallas or not, but he seems like you know a, a tall guy who can who can handle the ball a little bit, shoot a little bit, and and just do some do some nice things. You know, he's he's skilled for his size, and I, I think that's that's. Uh, Always, there's there's almost always room in the NBA for players like that if if they can they can make those skills translate with a little bit of athleticism and from you know from from what I saw of him at the end of the year, um, you know I I think I did see see enough flashes of him being able being able to do that. So okay. so yeah, I, I think with someone you know whether it's Dallas or or not, uh, I, I do think that he could definitely stick around in the NBA for a few years. Definitely. You think uh, next year he's part of the twelve, thirteen man roster to open up the season with the Mavs? Uh, I I'm, I tend to think he might be. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a ways off, but I'm I'm trying to remember. I think they did sign him to a two year deal. Two year. Yep. It might have it might have been guaranteed. The, the question is whether it's guaranteed or not, or partially guaranteed or not, because I, I know they like to sign people and then you know keep it non guaranteed and, and cut them. Depending on you know when they when they finally work out the roster, but I want to say it was, was it was actually guaranteed or a lot of it was guaranteed. So I, I do think you know the impression I got is that they really like him as a player and and they do want to keep him around uh, at least for a year or two to see what he can, to see what he can do. So um, I, I would say chances are more likely than not that he's on the Mavericks 15 man roster next year. Okay. Um, and if not, and if not, they have those. The, the NBA has a couple new uh, D League spots. You can you can have your guy on the roster, and he kind of bounces back and forth between the D League. It's part of the new CBA they signed. Mm-hmm. So I bet he's on the roster. 
I bet he's on the roster in, in some capacity next season, yes. Let's go to some uh, big-name free agents. Uh, let's start first in Utah with Gordon Hayward. He seems to be a guy who's going to be on almost every team's hit list. Yeah, yeah, and, and he should be. He's he's. Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with him. You know, I, I've liked him for a few years now, and he just keeps getting better. And he's he probably had his most you know well-rounded series. He was he was amazing against the Warriors. You know, mm-hmm. they got swept, but it was wasn't his fault. Uh, you know, he he was hitting shots and showing what he could do. So, um, I I tend to think he's going to be back in Utah. I think that's a good spot for him, but. You know, I, I do think that he should do his due diligence and kind of go around the league and, and talk to the people who interest him and, you know, just make sure there isn't a better fit, better fit somewhere out there. Obviously, Boston is the one that hops uh, to mind when, when you ask a lot of people about it just because of the Brad Stevens connection. But on the other hand, he's been coached by, uh, by Quinn Snyder now in Utah longer than he's been coached by Brad Stevens at, uh, at Butler. So, um, <laughs> Interesting. I, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's definitely a connection there, but at the same time, you know, Quinn Snyder's a great coach, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't buy into that one quite as much. You know, I, Boston's a good fit because they're a good team who, who kind of needs another star, and, and that's, and to me, that's, that's a bet, yeah, that's, that's the better reason to go to Boston than, than necessarily the, uh, the long lost, uh, Brad Stevens connection. Thank you, bud. We're out of time. It's great having you on the show. We'll have to hook up with you, uh, when we, uh, continue with the NBA playoffs. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks fellas. You got it. Thanks, Tim. Tim Cato. That'll be fun. NBA SB nation based out of, uh, Dallas. So here we go. <sighs> you took the whiz. Oh yeah. Okay. Do you like them tonight, or do you yes. think you do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll break down the whole night. Okay. Got some hockey, Game 7. Yeah, we have that coming up, Washington. And, You'll uh, be pumped up about that. I will, and Pittsburgh, yes. We'll talk about that, maybe a little baseball. We'll okay. see what we all got going on. We okay. need a break, though. We'll come back on the other side here. As we take you up until 3 o'clock, live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios, it's Jimmy B. All right, we're back here, Jimmy B and TC, taking you up until 3 o'clock this afternoon. If you miss any portion of the show, you can also check out the podcast page over at 1700kbgg.com. Any interviews you may have missed, uh, anything that interests you, all archived over on the website. I thought everything we say interests people. Uh, no, no. Oh. I, and, and I'm a little down. You are? I'm a li- little down today because yeah. I don't know if you saw it last night, but uh, they handed out the sports Emmys. They did? And uh, nothing Nothing for me. Now, we know you're not going to get one. Oh, there's no way. You've been mailing it in for a decade, but... Maybe two. I I was hoping that I'd get something. you get something on the sports Emmys? Uh, Look, I... A nomination? Something. I voted for you. You have a vote? But apparently they, uh... Why they give you a vote? Because I'm a cool dude. No, really, you don't have a vote. No. No. I used to. Really? Yeah. But I, I gave it up. I used to be an AP voter, too. Really? Yeah. I gave that up after about 15 years. Yeah? Yeah. But, no, no Emmy. No Emmy. You know, I. you should have. <laughs> yeah, right. Because... Probably Marconi's coming my way. There's no There's no question. Well, look, and I went to Miss Cleo last night, uh-huh. and she determined that this show, uh-huh. and, and, and in particular yourself, since without this show, there'd be no show, mm-hmm. because I just hang out and do nothing. <laughs> So and you disappear for months at a time. I do that, and but it's. I, I, she said she said you were going to get nominated. Oh really? Yeah. Really? So 
I'm not. I'm not throwing that quarter in that machine again. I can tell you that. Breath. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold my breath on that one. Maybe someday I'll get okay. the uh, all right the credit that I deserve. Working so hard on this disaster of a show. <laughs> it, it is that, but we do have fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jimmy B. Yes, uh, sir. Coming up tonight, a lot going on as you flip on your Rockstar Satellite. I'm ready to go of, tonight, uh, man. Game 7's going on. You got some basketball tonight with Game 5. Yep. Pivotable, pivotal Game 5, as they always say, uh, with the uh, 2-2 series with the Wizards and the Celtics. Now, you're going to be watching it all. We I know am. we know that's going to be you. I'll be working the clicker tonight. Okay. But what's the one? What's the one you're most excited about tonight? Well, fortunately, the hockey begins about a half hour before the NBA. Mm-hmm. So I will begin with the NHL seventh game. But you're you're already eluding the question here. I'm not eluding. Which no. one has you most excited? Probably the basketball game. Yeah. And this is why. There's some serious bad blood between these two teams. And you never know when something's going to explode. But fortunately, I'll be in a position where I will have both games on simultaneously. My normal spot, I'll be doing curls at the refreshment stand. Mm -hmm. But... I am highly, highly interested. It's a Game 7 between Washington and Pittsburgh. And now, after being down 3-1, I think a couple weeks back, check me here, but I thought you referenced the fact that rebounding from a 3-1 deficit happens more often in hockey than any other. It seems that way. I, okay. I don't have the exact You don't have numbers, the statistics, okay. But, but it, it yeah, seems like it. It does seem that way, absolutely. Well, that's what we have tonight. With the Capitals being down three games to one, they have won two straight, and now have even the series, and it looks like the Penguins are reeling. Mm-hmm. So, look, I, I'm, a, I'm a Caps guy. Penguins, they got enough Stanley Cups. Caps have never been there. I'm an Alex Ovechkin hockey fan. You know how I like to watch players. And I've always enjoyed watching Alex Ovechkin. And I would just like to see him have a shot. Whether if he wins or not, that's not my issue. I would just like to see the guy get a shot. So with that particular interest, I would like to see Washington win that game tonight and then get matched up against Ottawa, Mm -hmm. who beat the Rangers last night to eliminate New York. And uh, all the executives at NBC are rooting like mad for whoever wins tonight. Boy, you're not kidding. Between Pittsburgh and Washington. You got it. They don't want to see Ottawa there. That's correct. So this just goes to show you, A, how how, uh, hockey just isn't a real big deal for me. Right. But I was uh, reading last night, I don't remember one iota of this. Ten years ago, Jimmy B. Okay. The Stanley Cup Final. Yes. Do you remember who it was? 2007. Was it the Anaheim Mighty Ducks? New Jersey Devils? Or just the Ducks and the New Jersey Devils? No, you got half of it right. Anaheim was there against Ottawa. Oh, Ottawa, okay. I don't remember it. Okay. I don't remember Well, the the Ducks won. Okay. I don't remember it. Oh, I, not I mean, because it doesn't. It didn't register. You, you could have. You could have told me that yeah. both teams got food poisoning and nobody won. <laughs> I, I don't remember a those two teams playing in the Stanley Cup. I finals, understand. B 
anything about it. Who won? None of it. I don't. It, it completely erased from my mind. Okay. Normally I can. Oh yeah. Okay. And I heard that last night, and they were talking about how awful the TV ratings were. For yes, it. they were. And uh, I said, really? Anaheim and Ottawa, Ottawa played the final? Yeah, I know. You remember it? But I mean, do you remember? No, the only reason I remember it, because that was the first time Anaheim was there. Okay. So that's the only reason I have any recollection of it. Uh, look, I, I, hockey, it's, it's so nichey. Mm-hmm. If you got a team in your city, it's pretty really cool. You don't have a team, and you know Chicago's four and a half hours. I think some people would be more interested if it were the Blackhawks that were in. Well, of course, or if the Minnesota Wild were in. Of course, yeah. But since they're not, I don't think a lot of people, unless they're a hardcore hockey fan, and I run into a few. You know that they're they're there. You see guys show up at the refreshment stand with jerseys on from different teams. So, it, it, but it's not that big a deal in this town. But this is a big deal. I think the TV ratings for tonight's Pittsburgh-Washington game will be off the chart. For hockey. For hockey, yes. Because you're featuring Sidney Crosby with Pittsburgh and Alex Ovechkin with the Capitals and it's Game 7. Mm-hmm. Did you find out the... Stats there. Uh, Anaheim won the series 4-1. Okay. That's what I got. See, I remembered it. Anaheim was there, and I remembered that they won. The uh, MVP of the series was, do you have any the, idea? The goalie? It was Scott Niedermeyer. Oh, Niedermeyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going through here. and So I really liked hockey when I was younger. Okay. You know, I, I got into it. The North Stars. Sure. They made the Stanley Cup final in 91. Yes. So, you know, kind of interested there. Uh, liked when Florida made their run. That was 96. Man, I thought it was even earlier than that. Okay. Got to the finals of that one. And then, then I was out for a while. Okay. And I'm going through here. Uh, 2000, Devil's Stars. Don't remember. 2003, Devil's Ducks. Don't that, remember. That's the one that I remember, Devil's Ducks. Lightning Flames in 04. The yeah. next year it was canceled. I do remember Carolina getting there in 06. Okay. I don't remember that they played Edmonton, though. Okay. I, I didn't even remember that. We referenced Duck Senators in 07. And I guess it was probably, you know, 09 we got Penguins Red Wings. Yes. Seven game series. Yes. I, I think I started to get into it maybe and a that bit was and, and that was a terrific series. And then the next year, the Blackhawks made it. So that's probably the time that I started to get back into hockey. Okay. But yeah, that lull from 2000 or so, uh, ninety late 90s into the middle of the 2000s. Sure. I got nothing. Look, the thing, the thing that saved hockey was high-definition TV because you can see the puck. And before, remember... <laughs> Remember how they used to have the the red line that would that they'd shoot it and there'd yeah. be this slash going across the screen to follow the puck. So I like that. People could find. I it. actually enjoyed oh, that. Stop it! I did. Just stop it. Well, okay, I didn't enjoy it. I, I enjoyed <laughs> you it. You enjoyed that? Yes, <laughs> I did. Oh, God. oh well, man! I'm not a hockey purist. I know you're not. I know. I get you. I, I read you loud and clear. So, well, you weren't old enough, but do you remember the cartoon Peter Puck? No. You don't remember Peter Puck? No. What was that? Okay. See if you can find Peter Puck on the web. It'll be there. And you think we, and see if maybe if we could play something. 
Peter Puck was designed by, I believe it was NBC, and it was a cartoon to help explain the rules. Well, it was during the 70s, so of course I don't remember it. Yeah, you weren't alive. (laughs) Right. Okay. So I was 48. So uh, Peter Puck, it, it was a cool idea at the time so people would understand what the rules of the game were. And then NBC, they just couldn't generate any ratings or anything. And so they ended up dropping it. Well, and it came from that god-awful Hanna-Barbera studio. (laughs) God, talk about some hacks. Those people suck. Peter Puck. Peter Puck. That was awesome. Gotta love Peter Puck. All right. So anyway, that's that's why uh, I'm going to be uh, dialed into. I got you. Okay. So I will watch the hoop game. Yep, but I'm really going to keep an eye on the hockey uh, tonight. That's what I'm most interested in tonight is the NBA. I'll yeah. be uh, I'll be locked and loaded for that one in Boston for Game Five. Right, series tied up. Washington, we know about the two big leads. They've led every game by what at least 15 points. Yes, they've had a lead that big in all four games up till this point. They feel like a lot better team. They they just they they look to be a lot better than the Celtics, but. The Celtics still have home court. They get two of these three games at home. So I'll be interested in that. It seems like that the Wizards have at least figured out a way to slow down Isaiah. And this is something that I remember talking about before the series began and early on. Mm-hmm. Even as he was continuing, you just wonder, you know, the fatigue. And not just the fatigue for a five foot nine guy that's not real big and, and those kind of parts of it and right. getting worn down. But more importantly, the mental fatigue that Isaiah Thomas has to be going through. And he was able to persevere yes. after his sister's death and going back and forth to Seattle and back for the funeral and giving the eulogy and all these different things. But now at this point, you know, he had the game that landed on his sister's birthday, who was going to be there for the game, and he played incredibly well. But yeah. now you get past that, in that point where you can just go through and on raw motion kind mm-hmm. of get through it. yes. And now the reality's probably set in, and you wonder how much that mental fatigue is, has really sapped Isaiah Thomas and him as a player. Well, plus the fact, we always go back to this, he's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, mm-hmm. and yesterday we had a discussion about how after the game in his news conference, uh, in the game in Washington, how he never went to the free throw line. Right. And we explained, look, when you're that size... And you're on the court with guys that are 6'8", 250, 260. You're going to get bounced. Mm-hmm. And it's just because those guys are big and they take up space. So, you know when you're playing like rec ball and you're at the gym. And, well, you never go to the basket. You just sit outside at the arc. Right. Yeah, so I play three point line to three that, that's, point line. That's that's it. That's that's your deal. Somebody drives by me. Yeah, right, hey, I got ho- beat. Holy! Yes, <laughs> and I'm just spotting up and firing. Threes. Okay, okay, fair enough. But as a person who will not shy about trying to take the ball to the hoop, and you go in there and you've got some guy playing who's six four, six five, and he weighs two twenty five. He's there's not a lot of space, mm-hmm. so you're going to get bumped around. And this is just rec ball where guys really aren't trying to kill themselves. It's old man rec ball. So it happens. You get bounced around. And we talk about the NBA. It's a man's game. And they let them bump around because they can't call everything because the guys are so big. So that's going to happen. And Isaiah Thomas is just going to have to try to deal with that. I mean, that's happened to every small guard that has ever played, Trent. 
It's not just him. It's happened to every diminutive-type guard that plays in the league. Happened to Spud Webb. Happened to Muggsy Bogues. Uh, it's happened to anybody. It happened to Tiny Archibald. You know, you get you get jostled. And that's, uh, unfortunately, that's part of the game when you're playing at the pro level. Baseball tonight? Anything uh, grab you? No. No, of course not. St. Louis, St. So Louis at Miami? Nah. No. Nah. I'll be watching the Twins. I know you will. Got it done last night. They did. Finished up volleyball. Stopped for a uh, right. a cocktail afterwards. What? Get out! Well, we still had the babysitter for another 40 oh, minutes. Oh, hey, yeah. hey, baby, we're going to the bar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stop by, chug a cold one. Hey, that's good. Watch uh, baseball, basketball was on last night. Doesn't that night. feel good when were you're you out like that? Were able to find the Cubs game last night? Uh, didn't even look for it. Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. Because uh, couldn't. I, I. It wasn't up? No. Wasn't well, that's why I didn't look for it. Wasn't on Comcast. So you got hosed? How, now, wait a minute. You're the master of all this. I know I am. So why are they getting hosed here? Why, why well, can't fans see it? It's not getting hosed. Don't want to say that. Okay. These are TV contracts, Jim. Yeah, I get that. And it's not where all 162 were on Comcast Chicago. Right? I know that. You got the games that are syndicated on ABC5. You on 17, yes. you on 23. So that's the way that it was. Uh, when I looked at the schedule that came out in the preseason, it was a WGN produced game, though we know it's not on WGN nationally anymore. Correct. It's WGM Chicago. Local. Right. But not the old national way that we used to see that. And uh, the schedule that came out before the year had it listed as an ABC5 game. And flipped on ABC Five, and I don't know. There's some nothing there. Stupid drama on or something. Okay, <laughs> and and that very well could be something that they talked about before. You know, the ABC National says no, you can't cover up whatever show we sure. have. Sure. You know, I mean, there's so many factors that go into it that we that I don't know uh, personally what it was last night. But yeah, I didn't find it last night. So I was watching the Twins for a while. Uh huh. Watch a lot of the uh, the Reds Yankees. That was a pretty good one last yeah. night. Uh, that series though was just a two gamer, I believe. I yeah, Reds won done. last night, five to three. Right. So, keep an eye on that. Baltimore, Washington. That's been fun. That was now. Listen, that now, was a good if, game if, last if, night. That was a really good game. It went extras, mm-hmm. and so there were some bombs hitting that game, and there were some nice defensive plays as well. Orioles uh, were getting no hit into the sixth inning. Yeah. I mean, it was it was one of those games, and then well, Scherzer, they've got to him a little bit, scored two in the ninth. That bullpen, as good as the Nationals are, and here's maybe the saving grace for the Cubs fans out there that are nervous. Right. That are nervous with their team. You look around. Washington is playing at an incredible level in the National League. And talent-wise, they're incredibly talented. You throw out Strasburg and Scherzer and Gio Gonzalez has been really good. And, mm-hmm. You know, they got they got a lot of dudes. Their bullpen is awful. Yeah. And they're going to make them if they're uh, if they're humming along playing six fifty baseball. Even with the bullpen as bad as it is, you know they're going to do things to look to rectify. That is correct, yes. Blake Trinan was a guy that they were hopeful for. He's been a disaster. Sean Kelly, the old Yankee, he was in the closer role for a while. He's on the DL right now. Mm -hmm. As good as the Nationals are, though, they still have that weakness. And it came up again last night for them with the Orioles being able to come back and and tie things up in the ninth inning there. So you kind of look around the National League. You're not overly nervous about anybody short of the Cardinals in the Central. You're not scared that Cincinnati's going to be there. No, they're not going to be there in August. You know, the Dodgers are playing better. Yep. Still, that's a team that they're bringing in some young guys still. There's some holes in that team. It's, 
you're not overly concerned with that. They just got to fix the pitching. Uh, Arietta yesterday was a disaster. I I agree. And he's not getting the same movement on on that cutter, that slider that he has. He's not the same guy that he was two years ago. You know, he had that run two years ago where he gave up like four earned runs over two and a half months. It was unbelievable. He's he's not that guy anymore. No. He's not that guy. But I think you still feel like you can fix him. He's going to be serviceable. You know Lester's going to be there in the end. And if you go out and you're looking to bring in a third, fourth starter, you know, I mentioned yesterday Francisco Liriano, you know, mm-hmm. with the Blue Jays, veteran mm-hmm. guy. Well, Liriano is right. He goes through stretches where he can rip off two months where he's unhittable. And he can still do that even now at this advanced age. You know, a guy like that, you go down that road, you, you, you look for a younger guy. They've talked about that going back to last year. One of the things that they really want to get Theo and Jed is they want to get a young, controllable arm because they know. They're not going to pay the money more than likely that's going to take to bring back Arietta. They want somebody that they'll have for three, four years, a younger guy. You know, Chris Archer's been a name that's been out there yes. for a long time, a guy along those lines. And they, they have the minor league system that they can do those things. So, again, the concerns that we talk about the Cubs, they come back last night. Lackey goes out there, and, and he loved to see that because Lackey hasn't been very good. Lackey's on his last legs. But when you need a win, having that veteran – doesn't have the same stuff he once did, no. but you got to feel good with Lackey going out there and at least providing that last I night. agree. And, and look, they got a split out of that double dip yesterday. Mm-hmm. So Ended the losing streak. Yeah. As it was up to what, four consecutive games. Right. Came so. back, got that. They'll be fine. They'll we we kind of continue down Yeah, we do, yeah. They're going to be fine. It's early May, folks. Early May. How about for, the for Cardinals, baseball? though? Five straight now. Yes. Down last night, they come roaring back to win it on the road against the Marlins. Mm-hmm. They started off three and nine. They were three and nine, and since then they're fifteen and five. They're playing really, really One well. Won five in a row. The bullpen, which was a disaster early on, has really rebounded. Can the Cardinals be a team that that wins ninety five games? Aren't they always lurking to be a contender? Well, I mean, it wasn't I mean, the case last year. No, no, the Cubs ran away and hid. Right, but I mean, they look like it now. Mm-hmm. Would it, would this team be a team that would be also shopping? I think so. I mean, in June and July. Here's issue number one. Okay, you got Wainwright. Yes, Wainwright again last night. Wasn't good. Five and a third, gave up four earned runs. You know, it just the walks are up. He's walked three guys in back to back games. He had a game earlier this year where uh, he's had multiple walks. The control isn't there. You know, I wonder, and, and I brought this up. You were on vacation at the time, but it was when they're really struggling with the bullpen. And remember where Wainwright started? Down mm-hmm. in the pen. Yes. He was a World Series hero. Yes. Down there. If at this advanced point of his career, if it might be best Better for, him for him to go down to the bullpen, probably not even an eighth inning guy, at least early on, but you know, sixth, seventh inning guy, see what you can get there, and you couple that and go out and see what you can find in the trade market because they do need another starter. You, you can't have Wainwright start a playoff game, not the way that he's pitching right now. Mm-hmm. Waka looks to be on the right track. Carlos Martinez, we know how talented he is. You're in good shape. Oh, Lance Lynn, veteran. Solid. You're in good shape there. You're looking for one more. And if you do that, that means Wainwright, you can put in the bullpen, help that bullpen maybe if he can reclaim some of the magic there. Just a thought, but the way this team hits, and, and we saw it a year ago where 
they started to transform, and you could really see what that offense can do. Right. You know, they're they're a very good offensive team. I don't know. I I look at the Cardinals, and I'm surprised that they're playing this well. I am. I looked at them more the line of around 500 this year, you know, 83 and 79. Well, the way they like began that. the season, well, and, the, and yeah, it looked like it was over. Yes. And they've come back, and, and I'm very surprised by that. So I'm hopeful. Okay. We get Cubs cards this weekend. Yeah, that's that'll true. That'll be a fun yeah, one. No, you know, that'll be fun. Get a look at them going up against each other. And, and maybe that's what. We've been waiting for something to ignite the Cubs. Maybe it's Maybe that. that's it. That series. Yeah, maybe you get a bean ball, you know, something like that. <laughs> something to do they throw at Dexter Fowler? Yeah, go go after Dexter. Do something like that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the Cubs and the Cardinals coming up this weekend. But Jimmy B, yeah. we are done for the day. Man, no, man. no golf for you today. Uh, no. Yesterday was beautiful. Yes, yes. But uh, no, the uh, weather has changed everything. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. That's why I went because I knew for the next day or two it's going to be lousy. Mm-hmm. So look, you got to take it when you can get it. Game seven. I'm talking sports here. <laughs> Jeez. Yes. Who you got? I'm taking Capitals tonight. Me too. Okay. I Let's, took them when they were down two nothing. I know you did. Yeah. And I, is that the one you made on the show? No, no, that that was the Wizards. I did that yesterday. You took the Wiz. Yeah. Live on the show, you yes, took the Wiz yes. yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, so then the late game tonight, yep. it is uh, Anaheim and Edmonton, winner take all. They're mm-hmm. tied at 3-3. They're playing in Edmonton. Who you got? In Anaheim. Or they're playing in Anaheim, pardon me. Right. Uh, I'm on the Anaheim side here. Okay. Going with the chalk, going with the favorite in this one. Okay. Uh, that's been a weird series, and an entertaining series. I, I've watched that one probably more uh, then the other four series, or other three Because series. it's late at night, yep, and, and yep. you're up, and you can relax and so watch. I, I've enjoyed that hockey. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. Tonight, I'll be watching the Ducks. NBA tonight, who's your pick? I'm going to take the Wizards tonight. You're getting four and a half. I'll take it. I'm grabbing those points. Yeah. I'm with you. I just think they're a better team. Yeah, I think they are. Going down that road. Yeah. There it is. Jimmy B and TC, we're back at it tomorrow at noon. Thanks to everybody for listening in. Talked with Pat Hardy today. A lot of Hawkeye talk earlier in the show. Ken Silverstein on uh, the Big Ten. We talked some Cavs with him and much more. Tim Cato as well on the NBA. If you missed any of that, you can check it out on the podcast page at 1700kbgg.com. For Jim, Trent, saying 5,000. We will see you tomorrow at noon. Have a good day, everybody.